Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. things covered listeners all things covered viewers we got a special show every show is a special show as we bring a special unique guest to you guys to enjoy this candid conversation before we get into who this individual is let me give you a few nuggets about this said player yes he is a player nfl player outstanding individual first team all MEAC at south carolina state in 2021 hbu stand up this is your episode fourth round pick by the Super Bowl winning champions, the Los Angeles Rams in 2022. You can find this individual on social media, Twitter and Instagram is all the same, at 14 underscore era. No other than the great MEAC legend, South Carolina State legend, Kobe Durant joining us. All things covered, Pat P, Brian McFadden. Kobe, how you doing? How you feeling? Man, I'm doing great, man. Bliss. No question. Yes, you are, man. Before we get into our conversation, man, how does it feel to, you know, come from such a historic program? When you talk about South Carolina State and understanding what they represent when it comes to HBCU schools and being able to get drafted to the Super Bowl champions, man, how does it feel? Do you feel any added pressure to be able to uphold a standard going to the next level? Uh, no, I don't feel no pressure added. Uh, you know, I just feel like I was destined for this to be in this position. You know, I kept God on my side. You know, just praying to him and, you know, he's been with me throughout this whole way. And just, you know, picking up where, you know, the greats left at South Carolina State. Um, Daz Leonard, um, Javon Hargraves, Antonio Hamilton, um, Hall of Famers like Harry Carson, uh, Deacon Jones, those guys, you know, um, they set the standard. And, you know, I just, you know, now I'm setting the standard for the guys behind me. No doubt, and big time names. If you guys don't understand the football history at South Carolina State, I would advise you guys to go study because as Kobe just mentioned, some heck of a names have come from that program with more to come following the footsteps of Kobe Durant. What was your football journey like growing up in South Carolina that led you to joining South Carolina State? Um, you know, I've always been a multi-sport multi, uh, athlete. Uh, I played basketball, football, ran track, um, played baseball too as well. Um, but, you know, coming out of high school, I didn't have offers. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it was it was kind of like a little downfall for me. You know, I had schools visiting and stuff, but, you know, nobody really wanted to throw no offers. So I went to a prep school out of high school in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, Palmetto Prep. Yep. Went there for like half a season. The season didn't even uh, finish out. I was back at home. You know, not wondering if I'm gonna be in this position I'm in today. So you know, uh, you know, I re I reached out to South Carolina State um, while I was working at FedEx at the time. And I uh, wait a minute. So you were actually a a part time or full time employee? Yeah. And yeah. still training? How was that? How was that going for you? How, like, was, what was that process? It was. I mean, I never lost hope. You know, like yeah. it was just a time where you know, like at any moment, you know. 
I'm gonna be somewhere next semester and whenever spring semester roll around. So whenever I used to just get out of work, I mean, even if, even though I was tired or whatnot, I just went and, you know, did drills on the field or maybe I'll go live sometimes. How many hours were you putting in with FedEx? Um, it was, I was, at that time I was working uh, the night shift. So it was like, I'll go in at like three in the morning and get off around like eight. A.M.? Mm-hmm. So I was like and, just loading the trucks. Yeah. And then you go train. Then I go train and then, you know, I have pretty much try to rest the rest of the day or do something. Wow. Yeah. Then uh enrolled at South Carolina State 2017. Um, they pretty much graduated me. So I set out that whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, spring semester rolled around 2018. I was I was able to come out on the field and, you know, participate or whatnot. And before you know it, man, I uh I earned a scholarship. Shot up the roster to uh, be a starter. You know, I never looked back since. And going into that summer, um, by the time I turned 21, I was able to drive trucks at FedEx. So I still did that the first part of the summer before reporting to camp. Wow. So even after signing to South Carolina State, you still rock with FedEx? Yeah, still did. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. That, 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 that's the unique stories that a lot of people don't get a chance to hear regarding athletes, you know, it's not about the end results. It's about the journey that led to the end results. And you're still writing your story. So that, that's a cool, cool story to share with our listeners and our viewers. Go, throughout your time at South Carolina State, and you guys play you know, a lot of big-time football against bigger programs, what is something you know for sure that D1 football players have the privilege to, but HBCU athletes don't? Uh, I'll probably say, like, the resources they have, um, you know, they got different things like in the training room and stuff. We don't have as much, uh, we don't have as much resources as they have over there at the power fives at the big schools. Um, you know, I haven't got, I haven't got a stipend in college, uh, you know, so like, little things like that, I'll probably say they got the upper hand on. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, man, I just, you know, I knew where I knew where I wanted to be. So I wasn't really, you know, stressing about it. I mean, my mom took care of me good. So whenever I needed something, they always came through for me. Yeah. And how can HBCUs benefit from NIL rules that are now, you know, that is now in place in year two? Uh man, I feel like I feel like uh HBCUs can benefit from a lot. Um mm -hmm. there's not really many players getting a shot, like you know, the guys in power five making millions of dollars, they haven't even played it down yet, you know? Yeah. So I feel like um, hopefully things can shape and, you know, players in the HBCUs, with, uh, at different teams in the HBCU, me at conference, SWAT conference, anywhere. Uh, you know, I just feel like we could get a shot too. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll open up more doors. And, you know, Dion doing his thing over there at Jackson State um, with that recruiting class. So um, I think it's, it's opening up uh, more doors and eyes to other recruits coming into college as freshmen. So. Um, you know, with that yeah. being said, you know, I think HBCUs is just going to take, take far, you know, just keep grinding and keep going up. Yeah. One of my favorite games from you throughout your career at South Carolina State was this past year against Clemson. Yeah. I mean, listen, y'all ain't win the ball game, but I enjoy watching you. Yeah. I mean, watching you out there, because at the time, I wasn't as familiar with who you was as a ball player like I am now and clearly going throughout the draft process I study. But that's the unique thing about watching games yeah. and just watching as a fan because you pick up on things. 
Mm-hmm. To t- take us through that ball game. Take us through that ball game. What was your mindset? Playing in Death Valley is a huge deal, especially being from South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, you said Clemson didn't give you a time of the day when you was coming out of high school. You go down to Death Valley, playing Clemson, packed house. No one's giving you guys a shot. But one thing I can say about Mr. Durant, you had it on your mind. That was personal. Take us through that ball game and how yeah, you felt yeah. going into that in that ball game. And at one point in that ball game, did you realize, oh, I'm about to go off. I'm about to have a day. Um, it was from the time I woke up, for real, honestly. Yeah. The time, the time I got on that bus, I felt like, you know, I told the guys, I was like, man, we always say there's no iron team, but hey, this game right here, bro, it's an iron team. Play for yourself. Like, this game right here can put you on the map. Don't I like that. I, I like that. I like that. Like, don't don't worry about what don't worry about what nobody's saying. You know, play this game for you because at the end of the day, when a scout come, and I've been told from previous players, when a scout come and you know they watch you, they ain't gonna break down no game, but that game you play against a big time school. So take advantage of this opportunity, and you know, and that's what I did. Even though uh, you know, like my brother played at Clemson back in like 08-09. Um, Michael Hammond, he was mm-hmm. a safety with him, uh, you know, and I just really, you know, kept it in my mind that, you know, I want to, you know, have the little edge of, on him uh, playing against Clemson or whatnot because he played at Clemson. So, and I went out there, man, when uh, I walked out there for um, captains, it was just like all eyes was on me. So I had to come up and I had to, you know, come out and, you know, show out. I had to do what I had to do. And from that time, you know, I was just in, I was in that mode, like, take over. Like, I got to take over. Like, if the ball thrown my way, I got to get the ball down. I got to, you know, I got to catch a pick. And the crazy thing is, going into that game, I was like, man, I'm going to catch two picks against Clemson, y'all, boys. I'm telling you, I'm going to catch two. And they saying, you know, I caught the first one. And then, luckily, my coach let me go back out um, in the fourth quarter. Because uh, I remember on film, when they played against Georgia, and I knew when they played against Georgia, they weren't going to come in and play us and bring out different plays because, you know, they already knew they had the advantage on us. They they was going to rerun the plays they ran against Georgia and just, you know, beat us with it. Yeah. When they back was against the wall, they liked to take a shot. So um, I was actually on the sideline. My coach was like, it was on the timeout. They, they, uh, they was backed up. My coach was like, just go out there. If you pick the ball, you're done for the day. They threw it deep. And I picked it. So I and, and you know, it was just, you know, just studying film. No question. I treated this film. I kind of treated the film like, you know, I'm in the classroom and you know, I finished with a 3.3. So, you know, I was just right now. Okay. In, Let know. it be known what you finished with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it was a it was a great experience. And you know, I'm highly thankful for that opportunity. Hey man, that listen, for me, if I was a scout. When I watched that game, I walked away trying to figure out who Durant was. Like, I need to get more on this guy. So you did exactly what you were supposed to do. And I like that mindset going into the ballgame. There's no I in team. But for this particular ballgame, there's an I in team. This could really set you up. And you you basically, you know, took your own advice mm-hmm. and played your cards the right way. You said you graduated with 3.3. What you got your degree in? Uh, I got it in physical activity management. And I went and doing my master's with rehabilitation counseling. Mm, I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. So real quick, if you weren't playing football, understanding and knowing what you got your degree in, what would you be involved in? Uh, I'd go towards more so my physical activity management. I want to be a trainer to like train DBs. I want to be a training facility, you know, and just, you know, train DBs. That's it. 
Okay. Well, heck, man, maybe, you know, during your off, off time, when the offseason, as you get more acclimated to the NFL, number one, focus in the football side of things. But when you, you know, set your, your, your footprints into the organization, you know, you can kind of get that part of your life going as well. I tell people this all the time. When it comes to young players, prepare for the end at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because at some point in time, the end is going to come. But if you already have something in plan in the beginning, the end is more smoother. The transition is more smoother whenever it's all whenever your time is up in the National Football League. So just keep that in mind. Talk you talked about Jackson State and Dion, right? So let's transition to the end of the season for you at South Carolina State. Had an opportunity to play in the celebration bowl against Deion Sanders and Jackson State. All the buzz gravitating to Deion Sanders, deserving so because they had a heck of a year. But how did you use that as motivation? Because one side was getting all the attention. No one really saying a lot about South Carolina State. And what was the feeling like winning that ball game uh, in convincing fashion? Oh, man, that feeling was amazing. You know, just being out there playing, actually playing in a crowd, you know, HBCU crowd. In our, Atlanta, in Atlanta, right? In Atlanta, our culture, you know, uh, it was like 56,000 players. I mean, 56,000 fans out there. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, the atmosphere was different. Um, and we, you know, we just, we build on the uh, the animosity that was going on prior to the game. Um, they was cocky, you know. Uh, they had the swagger. They had the cameras rolling everywhere they went, um, and you know. And we just the underdogs just sitting back, like like they really showing off like this, like you know. So it kind of did something to us. And man, we just went out there from the the first horn to the last. Man, just hit them in the mouth. You did that. You did yeah. that easily. Easily. I mean, you surprised a lot of people. Clearly, they were the odds, the, the big time favorites in that ball game. Like you said, man, you came out and just hit him in the mouth. And at what point in time during your season or maybe at the end of the season, did the NFL become a real possibility in your mind? Um, Really, really after that Clemson game, because my thing was like I showed them that I could compete with NFL talent outside of just playing against HBCU schools. Um, I played against Clemson, caught two interceptions, had three pass breakups and a couple of mm-hmm. tackles. So that was just, you know, uh advantage for me that I, you know, um, they see and I, I put on film that I can play against NFL talent. So from that point on, it was just uh, uh, the mindset, like, you know, more scouts started coming out to like practices and stuff, talking to me. And from that point on, it was just like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have a shot. Whoever yeah. take a shot on me, they won't regret it. No question. The team that took a shot is the team that called you. Day three of the draft. Yes. Uh, tell us about that phone call with the Rams and what that moment meant to you. Man, my thing, my my thing was don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, I'm not really that emotional when it comes, you know, to a lot of things. But it was just a moment where, like, I was speechless. Like, mm-hmm. all they called and then they hung up. And then they called back again. I'm looking at it. I'm like, it's a LA. I'm talking to my manager. I'm like, JR, it's a LA. Shout out to JR, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to JR. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, call him back, call him back. So right when I was finna call him back, they call again. And it's uh Les Sneed on the um on the phone, and I'm talking to him, and I'm just like, the only thing I'm really saying is yes, sir. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Cause I'm like, I'm speechless. Like at that moment, I'm like, I'm really going to the Super Bowl team. They just won the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going. I'm going to play with one of my favorite players, Jalen Ramsey. 
So, you know, it just it was just a time where I was just like, I was speechless. Man, and and you talked briefly to Sean McVay on that call as well. Uh, what is it like being around a football savant like himself? Oh man, it's it's amazing how he just approached the game and how he how he is about his players. You know, um, he take care of us um, when it comes to like practicing things, and he always preach about uh, being on time and always uh, practicing like a pro. Yeah. So that that's big. That's real big. Yeah. So far, you've been with the team the entire offseason getting ready for training camp. But what has been the most eye-opening thing about being in the NFL so far? Just, just really seeing, really eye-opening coming from where I came from, South Carolina State. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing how the trainers actually, you know, go out there away for you. You're not saying that my trainers at South Carolina State didn't, but... It's more resources. It's a lot more trainers than just two trainers in the training room. So yeah. and they just they just how they how they take care of you and how they put you first is just you know amazing. No doubt. So being a part of a Super Bowl winning team, right? Some people say the motivation might not be the same, but what has the vibe been like with you being around the team? You know, do they seem motivated? Are they just as hungry as they were a year ago to repeat as champs? You know, what has been the the, the vibe around the organization? The vibe been amazing. Uh, you know, everybody hungry. Um, and they they really impressed with us, um, our class that came in, because we, mm-hmm. we caught on quick to the, you know, the plays and, you know, we out there communicating. But um, coming into training camp, I feel like uh, the draft class is, Going, you know, the draft class that they brought in this year is going to make some noise. Yeah. And the thing about the Rams, they're a rare organization where they don't really value picks. So when they do draft someone, it's a big deal because usually they trade away their first, second, the third rounders to go ahead and get veteran players in. So they usually pick fourth, fifth and throughout the draft. So it's a big deal when you get drafted by the Rams because they usually trade away picks. Yeah, they hearing it was in the third round. It was the, the last pick in the third round. And then I was the second to last pick in the fourth round. Yeah. And then I was picking the field, six and seven. No question. No question. So that's that Les Need has done that's his that's been his formula, and he sticks to that game plan, and it has warrant it has brought in a championship. So you can't criticize him from doing it his way because the success has followed. You talked about Jalen Ramsey, best corner in the game, in my opinion. But what have you learned from Jalen so far, either on the grass or in the film room? Um, just really understanding that, you know, being more detailed in the film room. Because uh, now it can elevate your game and it can slow the game way. Like, and instead of it being so fast, you can break down that film. It can slow the game it can slow the game down for you when you out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just really seeing how, you know, the receiver splits and things like that. And just really on the field, being with him and seeing how he, you know, how he practices and how he go hard every day. Um, it just, you know, motivates me. Um, I watch him throughout our little walkthroughs and things because he switches from the star position in the corner position. And I'm going to be mostly like the star position. And I just watching him and how he, you know, how he communicate with things and how he he changes things to, to where like he put the players in the right position. He re- he's really like a coach on the field. Mm-hmm. So it, it's great, uh, and I feel like um, 
I've been drafted to a great place and put in the, the best position in this draft class uh, because, you know, just being with the Rams and being able to be in a room with uh, veteran players like him is just going to elevate my game even more. Yeah. And speaking of veteran superstar players, you got another one in the front, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. <laughs> well, well, so far from what you've seen from your eyes, what makes him so special? Man, I don't see I don't see no flaw in the man, man. For real. <laughs> He just he walked in the room, he walked in the uh, media day and I was like, man, this is really Aaron Donald. Like, I ain't never seen nobody like built like that, like how he built. But he, yeah. you know, he puts in a lot of work though. Like, it's it's crazy. Like he take care of his body, um, lifting weights, uh, work when we on the field. He just going hundred miles per hour. So he take game reps in practice. Mm-hmm. And let's transition to the offensive side. Uh, Cooper Cup won the Triple Crown last year. If you don't know what that is, that's when you lead the league in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. Uh, have you got an opportunity to cover Cooper Cup? Have you put your paws on Cooper Cup yet? Nah, not yet, not yet. <laughs> uh, they they really wasn't really, like, practicing during our, our time of OTA. They was doing, like, more, when it came to time for the seven-on-seven seven and things like that, uh, they were more so coaching. Mm-hmm. Coaching up the the rookies that came in, you know, second year guys that was uh, you know practicing or whatnot. But um, it's just been great. Uh, I I've been watching him over there running routes and things like that. Uh, the guy can run some routes. Uh, no question. Yeah. Hey, hey, and one thing about the NFL, when you get to that level, whoever you're playing against, it doesn't matter the record, wins or losses. You're playing against someone who's considered to be the best in the world. Yeah. So. Understand that and attack it in that way. You call yourself a playmaker, but for fans that might not be familiar with your style of play, what can they expect from you? And how do you use your size to your advantage? Uh, I know I'm not the biggest off rip. So when I come into the games, I don't play down to my size. You know, I try to play bigger than what I mean. I try to play like I'm Jalen Ramsey height, size, yeah. size and frame. So um, what to expect coming into the season, man, just a playmaker that's going to, uh, you know, Take away the ball, commit turnovers, and you know try to be a game changer. What's your personal expectations in your rookie season? Make the fifty-three man roster. There we have it. That's the first one. That's what I like to hear. Then when you make the fifty-three, what you trying to do? When I make the fifty-three man roster, I'm just my main thing is you know I want to uh, I want to I want to get at least four interceptions. I can get my hands on the ball. If I see the ball, more than likely I'm going to get the ball. And I've always been that way since Rick. Yeah. So, uh, you know, things ain't going to change. You know, playing style ain't going to change. You know, the speed of the game is going to be faster. But uh, I just want to – really, I just want to adapt to it fast. And I feel like I am um, coming out of OTAs and things like that. So I'm just ready to get out there and uh, showcase what I can in preseason. And, you know, hey, I like that mindset. I got drafted to Pittsburgh in the second round. Mm-hmm. And that was my goal was to make the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's my goal. That, that's my goal. And you know how some people feel like, well, the higher you get drafted, the easier it is to make the team, which is true. We understand it's an investment for mom. Every year I'm trying to make the team. Then when yeah. I know I'm on the team, now let's go ahead to the next set of goals. So I love that mindset coming from you, Kobe. Is there a team in your division you're looking forward to playing the most? Probably Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Oh, y'all got them. Y'all got, y'all got the Bucks. what, week? That's like first, second, third week, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. Yeah, y'all got the Bucks early in yeah. the schedule, not mistaken. 
All right. Well, heck, I guess with that being said, is that the one quarterback you want to pick off the most? I always said that I want, if I ever get my hands on the ball on Tom Brady, I want him to sign the ball for me. Well, I can tell you this much, Kobe. If you pick Tom <laughs> off this year and they lose, I don't know if he's going to sign it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to sign it. And y'all got, y'all got Tampa week nine. Week nine. Yeah. Y'all got the Bucks week nine. I think y'all go out there. If not yeah, we'll go to Tampa. Y'all go to Tampa. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, man, Kobe, candid in this uh, uh, conversation with you, man. I enjoy the time. Uh, do you have any messages for FedEx? Uh, <laughs> FedEx, FedEx need to work out some, you know. Uh, they need to work out some and help me out over here, for real. No question. Hey, go ahead and start promoting yourself. Man. Promote <laughs> yourself. That's why I threw it out there, because you, yeah. you, you grind with FedEx throughout your collegiate career, now you're professional. Maybe there's some type of endorsement that can get established. So we got to get Jay on that. Yeah, I hope it is. Yeah, we got to get Jay on that, man. But thank you for joining me here, man. Up and coming rookie sensation from South Carolina State, HBCU. Stand up and support your guy. If you don't have a Kobe Durant jersey, whenever you get an opportunity, if you represent South Carolina State, if you love, love HBCU football, go out and purchase this jersey. FedEx, this is a man who worked for your company while continuing a collegiate career. Make something happen. Let's get an endorsement going. Yeah, Playing for the Super Bowl winning champions, Kobe Durant, man. Let's go, Kobe. Hey, man, when, when that jersey out, I got to go get one. I got to let JR know I need one, man. Keep yes, keep sir. doing what you're doing, and best of luck to you this season. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.